Welcome to Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We're in a series dealing with God's promises, and today's topic is entitled, God Promises to Protect and Comfort. In this podcast, we will discover how to experience the comfort of God's protection, how to experience the peace of God that passes all understanding. We will see in God's Word His protection and His comfort for followers of Jesus Christ. I have five steps how to walk in peace and know that our God will never leave us or forsake us. But before we get into today's podcast, we need to pray. Heavenly Father, once again, I thank you for this opportunity for Quality Christian Living Podcast to reach out to people literally around the world. I pray that you would bless it, that you would anoint it. And I invite the Holy Spirit to come in now and take complete control, take charge of this podcast. Everything that I've prepared and put together will be of no value unless the Holy Spirit comes in and anoints it. Because it's the anointing of the Lord that breaks the yoke of bondage. It's the anointing of the Lord that brings peace and comfort and hope. So I pray now, Holy Spirit, that you would guide us in the direction that you would have us to go. Help those who are listening in to receive this message on God's promises for protection and comfort. I'll thank you in advance for what's about to take place, and I'll be careful to give you all the glory and praise for it. For I ask these things now in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. When we first accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we promise to serve Him all the days of our life, we have many questions about our walk with God. When individuals in our church would pray and commit their life to Christ, we would give them a Bible. We would tell them we wanted to help them and disciple them and get them to have a better understanding of what they've just done and where they go from here. Then we had classes weekly to disciple these individuals, help these new believers have a stronger walk with God. A significant amount of teaching covered the promises of God for Christians. During our walk with God, we may wonder at times if God really is out there to protect us and to help us and to give us comfort. When we face trials, we need his help. We need his guidance. We need him to tell us where to find help in his word. When all this stuff happens, we must face these trials with God's word in our heart and in our mind. So let me give you a scripture that I think is really important to kind of kick this podcast off today. It's found in the book of Psalms, number 46 and verse number one in the New Living Translation. And it says this, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help us with life or all to help us with times of trouble or times of trials, depending on which translation that you read. Here's another scripture I think that's helpful, especially when we first become Christians. It's found in Psalm number 27, chapter 27 and verse number 10 in the New Living Translation. And it says here, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Once again, another wonderful promise that people need, especially when they're new Christians. And of course, we need that to receive comfort. If we've been a Christian for 5, 10, 15, 20, up to 50 or 80 years, we still need the word of God to give us comfort. In Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9 in the New Living Translation, it says this, this is my command, be strong and courageous. God is speaking to Joshua. Joshua had taken over and he needed help. He needed God. So God continues in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9. He says, do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now sometimes when we go from one place to another place, it seems like we've lost out, that we've lost connection with friends or families or just, just the comfort of knowing where we're living. In our life, we moved around a lot for various reasons. And one of the biggest reasons, one of our largest moves, was when I, was when I came back from Vietnam. When I got back from Vietnam, I, it really didn't matter to me where we lived. But we had to go spend another seven months of service up in California, south of San Francisco. 
Francisco and we were in a new area and I was with my wife and our child and we just loved being home, loved having time to be with each other and I was so thankful to be out of that terrible place, Vietnam. And so we were trying to find new places to do everything. We needed help to know where to shop, what doctors to find, where you'd go to find a bank and all those various things. Now we weren't Christians but we would still attend church from time to time and we needed to find a church that would be a blessing to us and would help us. So we needed direction. Now because we didn't know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we really couldn't depend upon the Word of God and expect God to help us because we had turned our back on Him. We had never surrendered our life to Jesus. After we became followers of Jesus Christ and we settled down, we found out that it was easy to communicate with God and with friends and family. It was easy to find a church, to settle down with our family and find those times of comfort and fun together. Well, that's the kind of life that God wants for us. He wants to have a life for us where he protects us, he comforts us, and he just makes us feel good regardless of wherever we are. So if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, these scriptures mean a lot to you. If you're not a Christian, they may not seem to make a lot of sense, but they still are words of comfort. I want you to receive them. So when God was talking talking to uh, Joshua, he was telling him, you know, be strong and be courageous. I'm going to help you. I'll be around. Don't worry about it. Don't be afraid or don't get discouraged because he says, you know, wherever you do and wherever you go, I'm going to be with you. Well, you know, most of us have experienced changes in our life. Some of them huge changes. Some have had minor changes. I used to tell the church that one of the things that we can plan on in life that never changes is that things will always change. Now that's an interesting thing to say, but it really is. You can always depend on the fact that changes are always going to take place and that's never going to change in our life. In our particular case, I had to move around because I was started working for a bank after I came home from Vietnam, and our family was moved around from place to place, from Phoenix to a little town called Sierra Vista, which is a couple hundred miles south of the Phoenix area. Then the bank gave me a promotion and sent us to Tucson, Arizona, which is only about 120 miles from Phoenix and really only about 70 miles from where we lived before that. But it was still a change, a major change. When you pack up all your furniture, everything that you have and move from one city to the next, it's a lot of change. Well, two years after we stayed in Arizona, once again, the bank asked me to move back into the Phoenix metropolitan area. We moved to an area called Mesa, Arizona. We had two young children, and then we had a lot of changes to base with that. When we got back to Phoenix, we then had another move that we had to move to Scottsdale because of the area that I was working in. So with each move, every time that we moved, we had to deal with finding a new church. We had to find new friends. We had to find new schools for our kids, and on and on and on. It just continued to require change in our life, and we needed some comfort and direction from the Lord in all of this. It was right about this time, when I was 25 years of age, that the Lord came into our life. We received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, both my wife and I, and now we were trying to determine what the Bible had to say about all the changes that we had to face. And we ran across a scripture that talks about God giving us peace that surpasses all understanding. And so today, I'm sure you, many of you have heard that scripture. It's found in Philippians chapter 4, and I'll read that a little bit later. But we basically need that peace. So let me ask you a question. How do we maintain the peace of God that surpasses all understanding even when we become followers of the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, we've got to believe that God's never going to leave us, never going to forsake us, always going to be there, and will always protect and comfort us as long as we seek Him and don't turn our back on Him. But you know, we need to live in the cover or the shelter, one scripture says, of God. There's a wonderful scripture that says that's found in Psalm 91 and verse number 1. Those who live in the shelter 
altar of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2, This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. Verse 3, For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. Just think about how blessed we are to have the opportunity at any time of the day or night to reach out to God. Think about that. I mean, quite frankly, at any time, at anywhere that we are, we can just simply stop and say, God, I need you. I need your help. I need to draw close to you. In Psalm 143, verse 1, in the New Living Translation, it says here, Hear my prayers, O Lord. Listen to my plea. Answer me because you are faithful and righteous. It's always surprising to me that so many people, when they would come in to see me at the office, would say, I'm having problems with this or having problems with that, or finances are a mess, or my career is a mess, or my marriage is a mess. And so I generally always ask them, Well, where are you going to church faithfully? Is this your only place? Well, we've been here once or twice. We're not sure where we're going to be going. Or they would say, We just don't really want to settle down in one church. And then I'd ask them, I said, Well, are you reading the word of God? Are you getting the Bible into your heart? Do you guys pray together? As a husband and wife, do you pray together? And they would almost always say, well, no, we try to, but we get kind of busy. The thing we need to do, if we really want God to protect us and to give us comfort, we've got to seek him. We've got to spend time together with the Lord. And many couples don't realize it, but if you're a married couple and you don't read the word of God and you don't pray together and you're not Christians, you you have a chance of about 50-50 chance that your marriage will last or not. Probably 50% of those marriages fail. But there's proven studies that say that if a Christian couple prays together, reads the Word of God together, or at least a little bit of reading the Word of God together, but they go to church together, there's less than a 5% chance that their marriage will end up in divorce. Now that tells me a lot. That tells me a whole lot about God promising to comfort us and guide us and give us that comfort and protection that we need. But we'll only receive that from the Lord. There's a condition to God's blessings. You see, the Lord tells us, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto us. His word also tells us if we draw near to him, then he'll draw near to us. So we've got to seek God first in order to receive the blessing of him comforting us. Well, I promised in my introduction that I would give several steps to walk in peace. So with that promise, I'm going to do that. And I've got five things that I think will be helpful in walking in peace and knowing that our God will never leave us or forsake us. And this also includes in here that we can have the peace of God that passes all understanding. So let's get into that. Here's number one. God says in his word dozens of times that he will give us peace. Now, right then and there, we ought to just get our Bible out or Google out and just pull these up. Where does the Word of God say God will give us peace? I found 50 of them very easily just simply by pulling it up and looking for a few references to peace. So number one, in God's Word, you'll find over and over again, God desiring to give peace to his people. Now, I'm not going to give you all the individual scriptures because I've given some and I'll be giving more as this podcast goes on today. So I don't want to spend time giving you a bunch of scriptures on that right now. I'd like for you to look those up. Now, there's something that's said called the peace of God that passes all understanding to guard our hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean to have peace that surpasses all understanding? Well, when you look at it this way, it's basically you can't describe what's happening. It's like having peace when you've been told that 
you've been sentenced, so to speak, to cancer and a death of cancer and given only a few months to live. And yet you're at peace about it. That's the peace of God that passes all understanding. What is it when you have a business and all of a sudden you have a terrible situation happens at your business and your financing dries up, your bank doesn't want to loan you anymore, and you've got a disaster on your hands, but yet you're still at peace because see, your trust is not in your business, not in the bank, not in the financing, but your trust is in God. So when we have peace that passes all understanding, it's because we transfer our peace into God and know that He'll never leave us or forsake us, and that no matter what we go through, no matter what the situation might be, we're going to have peace that does pass all understanding. So look up those scriptures, and I know you'll be blessed by it. Number two, in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 5 in the New Living Translation, here's what it says. Now God's talking to Joshua. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. Well, that's pretty nice. That's pretty comforting, isn't it? For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Now, obviously, Joshua took over from Moses and he had a lot of trials. He had a lot of challenges. He had a lot of problems in his life and he needed peace. And God promised him that he'd always be there. The interesting thing about this particular scripture is that we say, well, that was great for Joshua and great for Moses and all that. What about us? Well, that scripture really is a promise that applies to all of us. Because when God makes a statement like that, to an individual, he's basically saying that if you're a follower of me, then I will bless you and I will take care of you. You know, when we wanted to start our church years ago, you know, we pastored the church for 20 years. We started in North Scottsdale and the Lord led us to get a church going. And so then we started a church in a warehouse building and God blessed it and it multiplied and multiplied. And at one time, our attendance got up to nearly 2,000 people a week, honestly, from absolutely nothing to that. We were right in the middle of town, right in the middle of an area with a lot of population, a lot of people all around us. But then the Lord put on our heart that we should build a church outside of the edge of town on the northern part of Scottsdale where there weren't as many people there, but there were hardly any churches. And so we felt that we should go there because we felt those people needed to have a church in their backyard. So we bought some land and we drew up some plans and we went to the city and we wanted to build our church there. Well, at first the city and the neighbors and the newspapers they were all against us. I mean, there were articles written against us. There were people upset with us. They thought we were going to destroy the, the pretty desert land that's up there. And it's very pretty. It's high desert land, lots of views, lots of mountain ranges to look at, incredible sunsets and all that. And they thought we would destroy that and we would be a blight, you know, to their area. Well, I went around and talked to all the council members and there were seven of them. Five of them were against us having a church and two were in favor. But we prayed and we trusted God and we talked to people. And I went and met with, talked to all the council people and just told them what we were trying to do and what we were trying to accomplish and could they just give us favor. And then the city council met a few months later and they voted again. And instead of five against and two in favor, we wound up with all seven of them in favor so we could have our church and have the support from the city council and the mayor's office. And the neighbors were upset until they saw what we built. And it was beautiful and it blended in very nicely and it was really a blessing to the community. And so the complaint stopped. Well, then we wanted to start a school. And so when the word got out that we wanted to start a school. We put notices out. We notified the neighbors. I talked to the city council people. Same thing happened all over again. Five city council people were opposed to us having a school on our campus. Two were in favor. So we went around and got support from other churches, asked them to help us because we didn't want them to be turned down if they were going to try and have a school in their church. And so the Lord blessed us and we got 70 churches in Scottsdale to come together and support us in the, in the school that we wanted to have. And then we would support each other. Well, then when the vote came around, the 
yeah, you guessed it, the city council changed and we had seven votes in favor of us and none against us. So we faced some heavy challenges, some really big trials when we had that church. But God said he'd never leave us. He'd never forsake us. And what did he tell Joshua? For I will be with you as I was with Moses. Well, he was with us as he was with Moses, as he was with David, as he was with, with Paul and with all the disciples. And so therefore, we can move forward to the glory of God and give, all, give him all the honor and all the praise and all the glory for it. Okay, let's move on to number three in our list of five steps to walk in peace and know that our God will never leave us and that he'll give us protection and he'll give us comfort. Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven. And many of you already know the verse right away as soon as I read that. And this is a really my all-time favorite scripture dealing with peace, guidance, direction, and comfort. It's just so powerful. I'm going to read it to you found in the New Living Translation, chapter four, verses six and seven. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Matter of fact, I sometimes I thank him for what he's going to do as much as I thank him for what he's done. Verse 7, then you will experience God's peace. Listen to this, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, what is that telling us? It's telling us that God doesn't give up on us, that he's supporting us, that he's protecting us, that he's giving us comfort. Because when the word of God tells us, when Paul was touched by the Holy Spirit to write these words while he was in jail, he basically said while he was in jail, he was talking about having peace. And I tell you, you've got to have spiritual peace with God in order to be able to have peace in that environment and what he was going through. Because it says then, when you experience God's peace, he says, which exceeds anything that we can understand, his peace will guard our hearts and minds. Now, that is so important because we need peace to protect our hearts and our minds. Our minds start thinking of negative things, start thinking of disappointments, starts thinking of failure, starts thinking about things that are negative and terrible and awful. But but that peace from God God will protect our mind and then it will protect our heart. When we have a thought or a challenge or something that happens in our life, it hits our mind first. We think about it. It comes, we come face to face with it. And all of a sudden we've got to think about what we're going to do and how we're going to handle it and what this thing is going to do to impact us. So we have that battle in our mind for that. And then if we start believing that garbage and start believing that there's no hope or that we're doomed or things are terrible or we're going to die or we can't build the church or our kids are all going to turn out bad and all that type of stuff, it's in our mind. If we're not careful, it'll go down into our heart. And when it goes into our hearts in a deep, deep part of us, it's our innermost soul where we allow things to control our life. It can hurt our health. It can hurt our walk with God. It can hurt our friendships. It can hurt our attendance in church. So God wants us to have our minds and our hearts protected. And so that scripture gives us the strength that we need to go through life and deal with those challenges and have the peace of God that passes all understanding and it will guard our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. All right, let's move on now to number four of my five steps. When we're going through our financial issues in life, we may experience fear, losing our possessions, maybe a home or a car, maybe things that we've loved, a boat or something. And it's difficult. You see, I know what it's like to wonder where the next paycheck is coming from. I know what it's like because we had a business. And in our business, we would build custom homes. You might say, well, that's great. You must have made tons of money and whatever. Yes, we did well, but there were times when we wouldn't receive a paycheck for months, six, seven, eight, nine, ten months would go by and we wouldn't receive any in, receive any income whatsoever from any other source because nothing would sell. When you build a fancy home and it's sitting out there ready to go, if people don't buy it, you don't make any money. 
you just lose everything and turn around and give the house back to the bank. Well, we never had to do that, but I knew what it was like. My wife and I knew what it was like to, to go months and months sometimes, as many as nine or 10 months without having a sale, not having anything to generate income for us. And we had to trust God that he would carry us through so we wouldn't completely be wiped out of our finances. And he always he always took care of us. We got down pretty thin a few times to where we were waiting for the Lord to act and do something special. And he always did. Now, in my early years in our marriage, I worked for a bank. And I did that for about 15 years. In that period of time, income was always there for us. There was never a question, am I going to get paid or not going to get paid? It was always there, but wasn't a lot of money. But through all that, that we believed that God would bless us so more than just what the bank was doing for us. So then we started a new home building company. But that was after 15 years of banking and business and building ourselves up financially to where we could actually take that risk and not just go out there without any finances, no support whatsoever and start a new business and just hope that God, somehow God would make it happen. At first, when we started our new home building business, there wasn't any income. And the first year, it was better than a year before we received any income at all from our first project because there was a learning curve we had to go through. Then income began to come in and God blessed us. And the market in the real estate market in Arizona, as, as in many places in the country, where they'd go up and they'd go down. When it was down, it was difficult. When it was up, it was wonderful and a lot easier. But we had to learn how to trust God in both the up markets and the down markets and believe that he was going to be a source of strength for us. Proverbs 3, 5 tells us, and I use that scripture to carry us through some of the most difficult times we had during our business. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Now, that scripture is so crucial to just about every part of our life. In business, we've got to learn how to trust God, right? And and lean on him and, and not lean towards our understanding. Now, many times our understanding is the thing that causes us all the trouble. If we lean on our understanding, we won't have trust in God. If we lean on our understanding, we won't have comfort and peace that passes all understanding. But we can receive peace when we trust the Lord with all of our heart. That means everything in us, every part of us. We trust God and know that he's going to carry us through. So in difficult times, Proverbs 3, 5 was a very, very powerful scripture. I've used it many, many times. I've prayed with people and used that scripture when they're going through something difficult, whether it be finances, a marital problem, a child problem, or children were causing them grief, financial, whatever it might be. Uh, that scripture is powerful and will be beneficial to us and will help us get through the difficult times. It's interesting after we, you know, had the, the business and things went well and we had our difficult times, but it really turned out very well overall. At the time when, when business was getting better and better and it was growing and we were getting more and more projects, all of a sudden I was called into ministry. So from here we had this, this successful banking career. I went from that into a real estate development company career, which was difficult for income up and down, but the rewards were very very good, good, but the, the difficult times were very difficult. And But we got through that and did well. God bless us in that. And then all of a sudden, God taps us on the shoulder and calls us to go into full-time ministry. So we got rid of our business, sold it, got rid of all of our income, had no source of income whatsoever, and we wanted to start a new church. We knew that God was in it because he called us to it. And our pastor is the one that came to us and said, there's a man that wants to donate some money to help you get started. And he did. And we got moving along with it. The first year, we worked for the church for nothing, absolutely free, because we had some savings built up. But then after the, in the second year, the, the board wanted to hire us with a very small, a very small salary to, to help us get started. And God bless that. We were 48 years of age when we were called into 
ministry. At 50 years of age, I was ordained, and at 52 years of age, we started our own church facility, and we had about 20 people to get started, and God blessed it and multiplied it, and it just prospered, and we were just so blessed and so thankful. But there were some lean times. There were some difficult times. I remember when we first started our church. Now, let me just throw you an example of when you God gives you great faith for something. We started the church. We had maybe 20 or 30 people that were staying with us, and then we were meeting in these little hotel rooms where we would pay $100 on Sunday to rent a small room that would handle about 30 people. We got to where we could rent two of those rooms, one for kids and one for adults. And so we were running about 60 or 70, 80 people, and it was going well. And then all of a sudden, I realized that we needed to get a bigger building so that we could grow. And so I went out looking for a 20,000 square foot building. Yeah, you're right. We went from a little 60 people going to a church to where we were looking now for a 20,000 square foot building. So I went out and signed a lease for five years at $20,000 a month for five years and with a congregation of about 60 to 70, maybe 80 people and an income that was really quite small, just barely enough to pay us a small salary and pay for some of our expenses. But you know, when that happened, we just had no doubt in our mind. We trusted the Lord with all of our heart. We leaned not on our own standing and he promised that he'd direct our path. So he led us to a building where a man knew we were a new church and yet he was willing to give us a chance. So this man leased the building to us and said, go for it and we'll give it a shot. And then when we leased the building, he was finishing building it out. And he said, what are you going to put in the building as far as nice things? And I said, well, we don't have any money to do anything nice to the building. We'll just work with these with these non-air conditioning units. They were called coolers, evaporative coolers. We'll have concrete floors in the church and we'll just get by. And he said, oh, no, 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 we can't do that. You're going to be a church. And so this man who didn't even know us, he wasn't at the time even a, a believer, a Christian, he said, I just can't let a church go into one of my buildings and do that. He said, so I'm going to give you carpet. So he gave us all brand new carpet throughout the whole place. He decorated all of our offices up with a wonderful high-end designer furniture and designer materials and floor coverings and all that. And then he put 15 air conditioning units in various places around the building on top of the roof. Great big ones because we had to air condition about 20,000 square feet of space. So he just, and he gave that all to us for free. Absolutely didn't pay a penny for it. He even built an outdoor playground for us, for our children, and built a small amphitheater there so that the parents could watch their children when they were outside playing in this commercial airport area. So see, God steps in and takes care of things. If we trust him with all of our heart, lean not on our own understanding and all the ways acknowledge him, then he will direct our path. And that's what he did. You see, God was not going to let his church look bad. And he touched a man who wasn't even a Christian to do all this for us. And it's interesting, in the very first service that we had, this man brought his wife. The two of them came to church. And when I preached the sermon and I gave the altar call, both him and his wife raised their hand to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Now, if that was not a divine meeting and appointment with God, I don't know what would have been. God blessed it, and we give him all the glory and all the praise for it. God once again gave us comfort comfort, gave us peace, gave us protection, because he said, wherever you go, I'm going to take care of you. I'll always be there with you. Step number five is just simply a scripture. I shouldn't say the word simply in a scripture because there's nothing simple, nothing easy about a scripture. They're all powerful. Psalm 3.3, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. God is going to be there to bless us and help us. 
when times are good, he'll be there. When times are difficult, he'll be there. So let's just close with that. I just don't feel there's anything else I need to say. I hope this has been a blessing to you, but let me pray for you. Father, bless those, Father, who maybe are struggling, feeling that you don't care for them, or you're not comforting them, or you're not giving them the protection they need. And I pray that you would lift their head, that you would give them strength and bless them, provide for their every need, I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, that closes this particular podcast. Matter of fact, this brings this series to completion because the Lord, I believe, has led me to start off in a new area of discussion. If you'd like to know more about quality Christian living, you can do that by going to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. When you get there, on the front page, you'll see a link. All the podcasts that we've done, this is number 241, and there's a list of podcasts there that's, that goes on and on and on about various topics on faith, on hope, on spiritual gifts, on finances, on trusting God, and on prosperity, both physical and spiritual and financial prosperity, all of those. And so just a a plethora of topics that I believe will help you and strengthen you. If you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Well, this does complete this this podcast and this series, but I'd like to encourage you to tune in to uh, come back and listen to us for our new series that I'll be starting in the next podcast. It's entitled Success, Prosperity, and Abundant Living. Now, it's not a hype type message, but it's I'm going to get into the Word of God and show where God does want us to be successful. I'm going to look in the Word of God where He talks about the meaning of what prosperity is, because some people say, well, prosperity is just wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. No, it's not. Spiritual prosperity is wonderful. It's awesome. It's great. And God wants us to have good health, and He wants us to prosper in all things and be in good health even as our soul prospers. So he also wants us to live the abundant life. Jesus said that. I want, I've want i come to give you life and give it more abundantly. So we're going to do a series of encouragement to Christians. So if you know someone who needs their, their head to be lifted up a little bit or needs a source of encouragement, why don't you let them know about our new series coming up entitled Success, Prosperity, and Abundant Living. So with that, I want you to know that I've thoroughly enjoyed doing this series on the promises of God. We need to walk in them and live in them and that's what he made them for us so that we could enjoy them. And I also want to say one little closing word I believe that'll bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you. May you receive the promises of God. May you walk in strength and power and comfort and peace knowing that God is there to lead you, guide you, and protect you in each and every day of your life. Thank you once again for listening into the Quality Christian Living Podcast. And I am your host, David Friend. God bless you all.